What up, Fatherhoods Nation? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. They've got ill creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Not only that, but Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and all that. You can make a little paper from your podcast too with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This is KGB. What up, is DJ EFN. Yo, and this is your man, Manny Digital. Welcome to the Fatherhoods Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diamonds. This episode of the Fatherhoods Podcast is brought to you by Fly Dad. Fly Dad provides functional, practical gear for sophisticated dads like you, our listeners, and us, the fatherhoods. The homies over at Fly Dad hold a few sleep experts and a whole lot of new dads to come up with the nine best baby sleep hacks just for dads. Hit up flydadgear.com and navigate to sleep hacks at the top for your free download. You're welcome. Ready? Yeah, right. no doubt. I'm ready. Cool. So today on the Fatherhoods Podcast, representing Far Rockaway Queens, we've got, uh, man, this dude's got a prolific catalog already, and he's, uh, you know, just coming into the game couple, several years in, but uh, he's got a good mentor, if I'm correct, the one and only prodigy, so I'm sure he'd be proud of what what uh, Flea Lord is putting out. So welcome Flea Lord here. <laughs> Ah, salute, salute. What Appreciate up, Flea? You, man. What up, what up, what All up? Right, What's good? Cool, man. So, so yeah, we, we usually get into it at the beginning of just getting an idea of what your family dynamic is, how many kids you got, you know, all that good stuff. Yeah, uh, I got I got uh, two daughters, um, one on the way right now. Congrats. You know, I, just, I just found out, thank you, I just found out uh, last week. Oh wow! So uh, yeah, I, yeah, I got two daughters. Um, one of them is actually going to college. Um, September sixth, she, oh, uh, you know, yeah, my my daughter. Um, she got a scholarship too. So you know, shout out to Madison. Oh. She doing, yeah, she doing her thing. Her. Hell yeah, yeah. So I got two daughters and one on the way. You know, mm. nice. And so it's gonna be three total daughters. Is what you're saying. Oh man, don't do me like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, you know, um Oh right, you said you just you found know, out. So you you're not yeah, sure. Yeah, I just I just found out. So I, I mean, I've been behaving myself, you know, so hopefully all goes well. Yeah, nah, but um, you know, I have I have my nephew who I also raised, you know, um, and my niece as well. She's in college, she's actually in the same college that my daughter's going to. Oh. Um and uh, I have two. I have two uh, stepsons that I raised. Two, um, you know, at the time when I was in that relationship, but I still, you know, right. take care of them. You know, ain't nothing changed. You know what I'm saying? Whether I'm there or not, you know. Hmm. How, how does it? So you you have one going to college, um, what, and she got a scholarship. I'm assuming an academic scholarship, right? So, yeah, she uh she plays softball, and she you know she uh she very gifted with the art. She got an eye for art. 
Okay. You know, I guess is in I guess is in the DNA. But um, it's crazy because uh, you know, the two the two young men I raised, um, one of them, you know, he had got into some problems and shit, and you know, he he uh, he had sat down for a little while. You know what I'm saying? And then he has his sister, you know, through me, you know, which is going to college. And basically I was trying to create that path for him as well. Mm. Even if he's not my son, you know, I was there from holding down for so many years. I was trying to create that same path that my daughter's going and he sees it. So basically he is super proud of his sister. You know what I'm saying? And I just let him know anything that I got going on with this music shit or any opportunities I could create for him, you know, to keep him from going back to that place. You know what I'm saying? This is what I'm doing. But, my, my daughter's a reflection of what he was supposed to be doing when I created that time and, and, and effort into being a stepfather, you know? And I, I don't really even take the stepfather shit too serious because some kids don't like it. So I just be like, yo, I'm your big homie. You know what I'm saying? Um, basically, I'm just gonna, I'm somebody that can give you some guidance in life, you know? So I'm super proud of my kids, even the one that didn't achieve what he wanted to because he's finding, you know, a lane right now for himself. And the your middle child, how old is how old is she? Uh she's nine. I got a okay. I got an eighteen I got an eighteen year old, nine year old, and like I said, the one on the way. But yeah. I raised uh I raised one that's um twenty seven. Oh. Um another one. You I got, got them all that's... over the place age wise. Yeah, yeah. I, ra- <laughs> I raised one that's twenty seven and I raised one that's um twenty two. Okay. Um and I and I was a part of a life for twenty years, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So you know, so I got I got the two young homies, you know what I'm saying, that's doing pretty good for themselves. Like I said, they could be fucking around the street doing dumb shit, but they see what I'm doing and I'm also creating a path for them to do the right thing, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just leading by example, you know. Mm. So you were yeah, you I got were... and then, and I got and I got my nephew too, which is like their age, you know what I'm saying? Right. That I kinda like when my mom's was murdered when I was a kid, um my sister had him and uh shout out to my nephew Josh. Um, yeah, Josh basically was born a couple of days after my mom's murder when I was 11. So I kind of took on the uncle role pretty serious at 11 because it kind of just made me stick together with, you know, um, not losing my sanity because I kind of was fucked up on losing my mom's and, you know, my pops being, you know, caught up in the streets and shit like that. Hmm. So, yeah. So, yeah, so I, I do. I do have them all over, bro. <laughs> I do. Yeah, let's rewind for a second and talk a little bit about your upbringing and and your relationship with your parents um, and I guess what that instilled in you. Cause I mean, you know, you're a young dude and, and it seems yeah, like you yeah. had some of these, some of your kids uh, when you were young. So, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that's a hard thing for, for a young man <laughs> well, I to became, I became take that a, responsibility. I became a, yeah. I became a step pastor when I was 17. That's crazy. And, um, yeah. Basically like I didn't really have to put myself in that position, but being the fact that, um, like I said, I lost my mom's when I was 11. So, yeah, so, you know, my mom's Puerto Rican and black. My pops is German. Um, my mom's was murdered when I was 11. So, you know, there you go about my parents. Um, my pop's still around, you know, he a mechanic and shit. You know, um, he, uh, he like an uh, ex-recovering uh, addict, you know, a uh, heroin addict and shit like that. So, so my pop's doing his thing. But me and him don't really got no relationship that much. You know, I reach out like if I'm the big homie, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But um yeah like um you know like I said I, I, I got you out of there with my Puerto Rican and black from um my mom's side German on my pop's side um 
you know, uh, what, where we was at right now, because I'm, I'm getting high. And, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm taking it back to my childhood days, and I don't really like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just, just that. really more so about like, you know, what, what went on in your childhood. Um, so, so we, we have an understanding well, there. But I mean, yeah, well, what, how does, up, how does that? Growing up in Rockaway, you yeah. know, I'm from Far Rockaway. I was born out there. You know, what I'm saying, growing up in Rockaway was pretty tough. You know, what I'm saying, I knew stack bundles, change drugs. You know, the whole Rockaway riot squad. I know, you know, all of them. Um. And I never really was into rap, you know what I'm saying? I was just, you know, uh, around it a lot. And, um, you know, as time went on, when I when I finally moved from, like, Far Rockaway to Lower East Side, that's when I was 17, I became a stepfather, put myself in a situation when I really didn't have to. That's where I was at, sorry. Yeah. Um, but I took on a role because I felt like that kind of would um, better myself as a, as, a, as a person because um, I was providing for the little homies and also trying to keep myself from getting caught up into the street shit, even though I was all in the streets, but I never got caught. Thank God. You know what I'm saying? Like with everything I've done in the past, I kind of like dodged a lot of shit being the fact that I was a step pops. And then I had my first child when I was 20, you know, um, which is my daughter, Madison, the one that's in college now. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I just turned 38. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Um, I'm pushing my nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like prodigy basically was like, you know, uh, a, a mentor of mine, and I met Prodigy around the time when I was like 17. I did something like he had got into a situation with somebody, another artist, and uh, my homies that was cool with P had uh, contacted me and was like, "Yo, son is over here. Go pull up on him." And then you know, uh, I was basically I went over there and I did pull up, but the only reason why I didn't let it go when I had I had the Schwambolie on me and all that. Um, 17 years old doing something stupid for one of my favorite rappers did not even know what I was about to do. Um, I didn't let it go because it was another artist over there and I kind of like that artist still to today. You know what I'm saying? I respect him. So when I seen him there, I'm like, nah, I ain't about to do that just yet. Let me get over here. So I, I chopped it up with the bros, let them know like, yo, such and such is over there. I don't think I should just, you know, do shit right now. You know what I'm saying? So then it was like, you know, Prodigy overheard me talking and ear hustling. He was like, yo, I don't need you to do that. Then we chopped it up. And P actually took a liking into me because he saw what I was ready to do without even knowing him, him just being my favorite rapper. You know what I'm saying? Like from Queens, like P and Nas was like, you know, was like my favorite rappers. Then, you know, became, you know, I would say CNN um, and also, uh, you know, later on 50, you know, but yeah. So P was the homie and I almost did something stupid for P. And thank God I did not because it kind of made me realize, like I said, you know, becoming a um a step pops at a young age and all that it kind of made me realize like shit i was about to throw everything away and these kids needed me you know what i'm saying because their fathers wasn't there at the time neither you know what i'm saying and they choose the wrong direction so you know i did what was right um you know i was still fucking around in the street i had a little side job for like a moving company uh i had a side job for a moving company and shit like that so I was trying to do something legal and still fucking around the street selling coke and weed and all that, you know what I'm saying, to get to get by. And uh, I actually did really good with that shit. So I, had it, I had enough money, you know what I'm saying, to go on tour with Griselda and all that shit like that, you know? So here we are today, man, three years later of me really taking my, my craft serious. And God bless Prodigy Soul because I do it because of him, you know what I'm saying? And uh, shit, man, I'm fucking the game up right now in the humblest fashion. I'm dropping a project every month, and I'm on my eighth project by next week that drops on the 28th of August. Um, yeah, man, I'm on shit right now, man. I'm happy. 
You see my backyard. I came from the Jets, man. I, I'm in the backyard <laughs> just chilling now. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit, I got, <laughs> I got trophies. I'm getting my trophies, you know what I'm saying? And I'm also taking care of my brothers that's, you know, still in the shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I was just there. So I'm just a little bit more fortunate now that this music thing is actually, you know, generating a bag for me. Mm. You you talked about um, how the, the frequency in which you're dropping projects right now. I know there was an article, I think it was like in 2019, talking about you fucking the game up like you're doing now, right? So it's actually manifested itself. How are you finding the time? Like, I get everybody's kind of like locked down and shit kind of slowed up for people to be traveling and whatnot, but like... That's that's still if you, if somebody came and told me and I listened to some of your stuff and I, I actually like it. But if somebody told me, yo, I'm putting out a new joint every month for God knows how many months. My first reaction is going to suffer. Yeah, I think the quality is going to suffer because the frequency is so much. Right. But it doesn't seem nah, like that's yeah. the case. Nah, you know, what's crazy is like me being a fan. And like I said, I'm 38 years old and, you know, just learning life itself, you know, soaking in earth. Um. I say nobody can do that shit. It's very hard. And it's and it's and it's like it's um a big toll on your body and your mind because I'm mm -hmm. constantly, you know, up soaking in, you know, information that I can talk about, you know what I'm saying, and put in my lyrics. So like you're not gonna hear me drumming on shit, you know, constantly and not making no sense. Like it won't it won't get put out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But being the fact that, you know, every project I dropped this month, it's like it ain't just me. You got to salute the, the producers. You know what I'm saying? Because these producers, they sending me beats and I dub a lot of them shits. They'll tell you. I dub a lot of them shits because I'm I'm kind of like, I'm spoiled. Like, I'm looking for a specific sound that I know you're going to like, that I know everybody's going to like because I'm a fan of it first. Right. right. So, you know, I go off of the beat first and then, you know, the first 10 to 15 seconds, once it catches my vibe, and I'm like, yeah, this is the one. I'll sit back on it for a couple of days and all the information I done gathered up, shit, you know. Like, what artists don't understand, right, with this music shit, like me being independent, they got to look at it like this. This is the way to create your bags. So you got to get your fans and have them tapped in constantly on you and not give their time to no other artists. So what I do now is, is basically whoever I work with, you know, I'm working with legends too. Like, it's not like I'm just going out here and working with producers that's not known. I got Buck Wild. I got Pete Rock. Um, in December, I'm dropping with Harry Fraud. In November, I'm dropping with Havoc. You know what I'm saying? I just did with 38 Special right now, Loyalty and Trust, which dropped uh, Friday, and it's over 100,000 streams on Spotify. Mm. And then I'm coming back around on the 28th to complete two projects in one month. I'm giving them two second editions in one month to complete eight projects in eight months. So... These producers is the ones that's pushing me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I got God bless. I got Darren. I got all these guys. So when they're sending me shit, you know, um, it's taking me there. You know what I'm saying? It's, I, I don't really like my time is for my kids. And this is my job right now. You know what I'm saying? I don't need to be on Instagram or in people's faces on, you know, especially right now, COVID. But before COVID, I wasn't even typing motherfucker to be going out and trying to you know network with too many people and really kiss ass i ain't with none of that shit you know what i'm saying like i'm a grown man so me being at the age that i am like there's no time for none of that shit you know what i'm saying like what i gotta do is just basically find a way to make money off my music like how i did with drugs 
Like, I took every dollar I had and went on tour with Griselda. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't get no money on them shows. Westside gave me, like, mm-hmm. $500, like, because he my brother. He's like, yo, damn, I see what you're doing. Yo, here, go 500 just on me. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the first tour we went on in 2017. I did that shit on my own dollar. And every show from then, it was like I really wasn't getting paid. You know what I'm saying? But I was I was actually in, in, investing in myself to get myself out there to gain more fans. And now it's like, shit. I'm over here. I'm 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 doing orders right now. I can walk in my crib. I got motherfucking t-shirts lined up on the couch. I got envelopes ready to get shipped again. I was just in the post office yesterday. Like I found my way in this shit. And I found I, I follow Wes and Conway's blueprint. But you know, I'm just my own person. You know what I'm saying? I'm you know, I'm I don't really do exactly how they do. I do me. So, you know, being the fact that I, I, I need to get my name up there, you know what I'm saying, get my name out there, that's why I'm dropping these projects every month. And then when somebody hear it, like, man, them shit's just trash. But then when you listen to it, like, you're going to say it's probably trash because, like you said, it's going to get watered down. You think it'll take away from something. But it really doesn't with me, bro. I, I swear, like, because I, I, I let the producers do them. And then, you know, I pick off that direction. And then off that direction, I just feel like, Shit, I'm going to paint these pictures. And my life is so real. I could, I could do a movie on my shit, man, because I ain't really supposed to be here. But, you know, being that I'm a good person and genuine and I'm so solid and I don't fuck nobody over, I think G.O.D. just lets me rock out here so I can teach people like what I was taught from P and, you know, being around chinks and just everybody that I soaked in this vibe from, you know what I'm saying, and created who Flea Lord is, you know what I'm saying, like as an artist, but as a person, man, shit, I'm... I'm super official, you know what I'm saying? Like, like there's no bad karma on me. I no one I can say I fucked them over. I walk around my head high. You know what I'm saying? If motherfuckers fuck me over. I probably they probably mad at that. That's what they can say is probably I don't fuck with them no more. And you know, I, I don't give them the shot or the opportunity to be around my vibe. Cause my vibe is A1. And then I'm learning how to generate money off this shit. And I teach people like they don't understand. You got the CDs, you got the cassettes, you got vinyls, you got merch, you got streams. I show five platforms on getting money on this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? You got to generate a thousand. You're doing that with every release? Every monthly release? You're doing all those? Majority of them. Like, that's what I was doing. But being that I'm doing everything on my own, so I just do CDs and vinyls. I'll get a vinyl deal from somebody, let them pitch my vinyls. You know what I'm saying? I work a deal with them. Or I'll do them now. Like, now I'm putting up the bread myself because they was fucking me over with these artists. Another thing the artists don't need, that they don't know is, all right, they go and you get a vinyl deal. Like I get paid, you know what I'm saying? Um, a thousand each hundred. That's what you're supposed to get paid at least because that's decent business. But then when you look at it, you're not doing no work and they're doing all the work. They selling 500 vinyls and getting 20,000 back. Right. You making $5,000 upfront clean cash and it's a done deal. If they do a, a deal for 500 vinyls. Now, you do the 500 vinyls yourself on a website and just get busy. And while many you sell, that's your own dollar. Like, why the fuck take a shirt of 5,000 when you can almost damn near make 20,000? You know, they just sold out with these motherfuckers. You can do the same thing. Yeah. So I'm eliminating them and generating these bags. Fuck all the middlemen niggas. Like, no disrespect them because they held me down in the beginning when I needed them bags. When I was climbing out the hole, I ain't have no bread. You know what I'm saying? But now it's like, shit, I found the blueprint. So I do my own vinyls. I do my own CDs. You sell 300 to 500 CDs. That's $10,000. 500 CDs at 20 a pop. 
I was selling 20s of, of coke in the street, risking mm. my freedom. Right. I gathered these people's attention and shook them up with this music. I'm selling 500 CDs on each project. And I'm definitely selling 500 because mm. I got 33,000 followers. I don't give a fuck about 33,000 people in the world. I salute <laughs> them if they, ta- if they tap in with me. <laughs> but, I, you know, I don't care about Instagram numbers. I care about how many people is going to buy my shit off Instagram. Mm. So every person that followed me, I look at them as a potential buyer. Whether they buy it or not, I try to block all the motherfuckers with them fake profiles and bot shits, but I can't catch them all. That shit's a full-time job. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but majority of the ones I I, I can say is there's a lot of fans that I see their name pop up constantly, and I fuck with them. I send them free shit, you know what I'm saying? And there's people that don't, you know, can't take the time that it is because I'm one person doing everything on my own. It might take a little bit longer, you know what I'm saying? They'll set out a claim, but you still get your shit. So it's no, it's no hard feelings. I'm not even mad because I probably did take long. So, you know, you still get your shit and you get your money back. Salute. But I'm learning the shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm selling mm-hmm. 500 CDs. I'm selling a couple vinyls myself. We created a bag off of nothing. I started this shit from the change jar and selling Coke. Mm-hmm. Well, and now I haven't sold Coke in a year or, you know, a year and a half. When I really was still, you know, I had to sell Coke in the beginning because I needed for I needed my money to get where I needed right. to go now. Right. So I was doing so much negative for a positive outcome. You know, when people think about hustling, you get caught up into it and you make that your living. You gotta find something to generate a bag and leave that leave the negative shit alone and create this positive bag. Cause you gotta go legal because that uh, illegal shit is gonna come. They yep. gonna come eventually. Yep, and then a lot of motherfuckers be turning snitches because they ain't they ain't ready for that pressure. See, I'm ready for that pressure, but I don't want it. What do you tell your kids, like your 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 daughters, right? Particularly your daughters, because they they see you now, right? And they they probably know a lot. I'm sure you share a lot of what you've been through. Well, yeah, yeah. My nine year old, she don't know half the shit that my seventeen, well, eighteen year old knows. I told my daughter Madison everything, like if she was my son. I wanted her to know that what her father, yeah, what what her father was doing. And then also I felt good doing that because like I want my daughter to know that as a woman, you don't never have to depend on nobody but your father. This is the relationship all men should have with their kid. You know, I wish I had this with my dad, but I have it with him now. Like if I'm the father, like I said, I'm the big homie. I pull up on him and break bread. But you know, like I do this with my daughter and I told her everything down to the T. Like I explained to y'all, she knew what I did. You know what I'm saying? And it was only for a good cause. And I never sold hard drugs. I never sold dope or crack because that shit really destroys a whole community. What I did was I fucked with party drugs. A little cocaine and motherfucker got his job. He gonna keep his job to get high on cocaine and still pay his bills. You know what I'm saying? He don't want nobody knowing he's sniffing yay, but he's partying, but <laughs> but he but he handling his bills. And I'm not gonna ever destroy that man's life. With selling those hard drugs, you destroy families. You destroy people's lives. And I had my family and I, and I lost my mom's to, you know, selling drugs and fucking with drugs. So I would never want to sell hard drugs to destroy people's lives or lives. I would I would sell drugs for party people and basically shit, they go on with their shit. I go on mine. I make my bag and they call me every weekend. So what did you do? They call me every weekend. <laughs> they call me every weekend, man. That was hey. my job for me. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll be right there. 
Yeah, what? You crazy? I was taking cabs everywhere, and them cabs were getting paid. He's like, it's potty time. Yeah, them them cabs waited for me. I did it nice and neat. I wasn't going around fucking running around selling drugs with baggy Hmm. pants. and You know what I'm saying? I was going around with motherfucking slacks and a pair of Jordans. And the button up, clean. You had a plan. You had a plan the whole time, even going into the music shit. It sounds like you had a plan. Exactly. Yeah, I had to. I had to get rid of that though because that that's definitely not it. But you know, like what what I'm saying is basically is if you put your mind to anything you really want to accomplish, you can do it. You know what I'm saying? You can do it. Like if you want to be the best drug dealer, then fuck it, you're gonna be. But guess what? They're gonna knock on the door sometime. Mm-hmm. But if you want to be the best businessman and come up out of nothing, find something that you can, you know, LLC or Sell some t-shirts or, you know, figure something out. There's always a way right. to generate money, man. Absolutely. And, always and a so, way. And so what did your daughter, when, when, you know, I know you've been breaking the stuff down to her throughout the years, but I mean, what was her initial reaction I mean, well, to some of like, the stuff? Well, well, I'm, all right, you know, my daughter's basically, she's happy to see what I've become now, but she's yeah. definitely like, you know, she was a little disappointed in what her dad had to do because any kid that knows the truth about your father, I mean, shit, if you ain't doing something positive, of course, it's going to break their heart. You know what I'm saying? But she, like, I explained to her, like I explained to y'all, I was yeah. never destroying nobody's lives from doing no shit like that. Um, but it's definitely still not right. You know what I'm saying? But I explained everything. And, you know, even in those days, um, right now, she got a scholarship for like nine, uh, uh, for 80 bands. Her school was like 95 a year. Right? She got a scholarship for 80 bands. So I cover uh, basically 8, 16, 24, 32, 32. Um, they cover 32 bands. I'm covering um, 15, and I just paid them in full. So I explained to my daughter, like, I put my mind to something, and this is a rap where nobody really thought was going to pop again. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit, like, when you thought about this sound, the underground sound, nobody really thought this shit was going to take off and we can Mm -hmm. generate the bags shit, you know, that we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. So... Um, I, like I said, I followed the blueprint, shout out to my bros from Griselda. Um, and I told my daughter, like back in those days, I would have gotten that 15,000, but we'd have made a payment plan. You know, God has blessed me with this gift, with, with this voice and talking my shit and explaining my story to the people that now I can get money off of my voice and off of my brand, way to your death. You know, and she's like, you know, I started that brand with two grand. This shit is a hundred thousand dollar business now, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. From nothing to something. And and now I can just pay off a whole college right now, like for four years. But you know, and I told her before, look, this is what the hustle, this is what it is. When you hustle negative and you put it for some positive, some God is gonna bless you because you're not being malicious, you're not being an evil person, you're pure. So, you know, with people like that too, God takes them off this earth, you know what I'm saying? Because he needs them up there. Because some people don't deserve that person here. But I, I I pray to God, you know, every day that I stay out the way and I, you know, I'm eating my, you know, my veggies. I'm eating a little bit healthy now. And I'm just, you know, I just smoke mad weed and shit like that. But <laughs> I pray to God that, you know, my time don't come because I still got this message that I'm giving people. Right. You know well, what, what do you think? What was the, the driving force to go legit? Like more, was it? The kids? Was it the past with your parents, or was it love for music? It was. was it, it was. It was. Back, it was basically, you know, my parents. You know, me losing my mom's at eleven, and my father being, you know, you know, fucking around the street, getting high, and then me having my daughter at, you know, such a young age at twenty, like all of that. 
all of that was like, all right, you know, you got to figure it out and get it on your own because now, you know, you're a parent. And, like, I did lose my parents at a young age. So it's like I want to be here for my kids. So I was doing the best I could, you know, with having – I worked at Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. I worked at I worked at Dunkin' Donuts that, for yeah. like yeah I worked there for like two months because basically I had to show my baby moms you know that um I would do anything for my kid so I did that but you know I was still fucking around selling drugs and shit like that too but I just had to do something legal just special donuts up. yeah <laughs> party donuts party donuts. <laughs> I wish I was busting heads at that time. I'd have kept that motherfucker going. But nah, man, I really was a young man working at Dunkin' Donuts just to show. And then I felt like another job had came where I started working for a stock exchange company. And then I was selling yay in that motherfucker. I was selling yay in there. Yeah, and I was getting a legal check and I was getting, you know, side That's the clientele right there. Yo, man, I ain't going to lie. The yay I was selling there was more than my check, man. I was was killing. I was killing. The stocks was rising. Yeah, 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 man. But yo, no lie, man. I, I, I kid you not, man. Um, you know, all of that shit, man. I, I could thank God for everything because shit, I could still be, you know, caught up in the slums, fucking around, doing the wrong thing. But you know, I'm blessed now, and you know, things are getting better and better as the days go by. And being that I'm applying pressure with these projects, and I'm working with, you know, brothers like Havoc and you know, uh, Harry Fraud and Pete Rock and Buck Wild. It's like. You don't get those type of Legends, names. Man. Yeah. Yeah, you don't get those names to put out a project in in a year. And I did features for a hell of people. I worked with Sticky Fingers. Like I worked with, with Fredro. So I worked with Onyx, period. Like it's crazy. Like I'm looking at the artists. Like I got Raekwon, me and him be tapping up in the DM, you know, me and Black Thor kicked it. Like, and this is just from my words, man. I would have never gotten here if I would have stayed negative. So I All stuck right. with the plan. That's why I, t- I tell my daughter, stick with whatever's going good for you. You know what I'm saying? And she's doing amazing. I'm proud of my kids, man. Like, if it wasn't for my kids, I probably wouldn't be doing this rap shit because I don't care for this rap shit because there's a lot of sucking shit and fake shit that goes on with it, man. Like, attitudes and mood swings with people you think that want you to win and all of that. Like, I ain't with none of that shit, man. I'm solid as they come. I don't know nothing about acting weird. So when I see funny shit and weirdness, it's like, should I just fall back or should I say something? You know, mm-hmm. so most of the time I just fall back because saying something actually can kick, it can cause something else. You know, you you said you you found out about your third kid recently, so I guess it, it the reality of having to go through a new baby probably not that that in your head just yet. What what do you foresee? Like, are you ready for all the stuff that comes with a newborn? Um, shit, I ain't gonna hold you, man. I, I was, I was, I was actually, um, shooting for this, man. I was shooting really? for this. So it was like, yeah, man, cause I literally, lyrics. I was, I was, I was definitely, you know, this is what I, I, I wanted, man. You know, I, I, you know, hopefully God can bless me with my boy, man. But Regardless of when I just I just wanted a healthy child, man. I love kids, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, and I just feel like I wanna I wanna put my I wanna put a son into sports because I was nice and bold. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like if I if I can do that, you know what I'm saying? Like I didn't really want to push my my daughter into no uh no sports. My oldest, she's nice and softball. I played with her since she was two years old and she won championships for our high school, you know what I'm saying? And 
You know, they looked at her for sports, but they really looked at her because of SAT. Like, she's like almost a 1400. That's why she yeah, got the scholarship. You know wow. what I'm saying? And basically, like, her attendance was out. You know what I'm saying? Like, my daughter did everything that I was supposed to do. Like, you know, everything that you want to do in life, when you say, damn, you know, I wish I could go back to school. My daughter did that. So, right now with college, like, I'm just going to make it as easy as possible. Like, you don't need no loans, no none of that shit, man. That's why I'm going hard right now. And speaking of that, you were talking about, like, you know, you, you're in that lane uh, where you said, you know, an underground sound that, that many thought wouldn't wouldn't generate income at some point because it was a kind of a lost sound uh, to the masses, right? But there's this loose collective of like you and Pounds and Griselda and Ito and Thirty Eight. Is this? Oh, I'm just assuming it's all it's like, all it's all like minded, like right? Yeah, those are basically like the main forefronts, like. When you when I think about underground, I think about Rock Marcy. You know, yeah. I think about I think about Griselda. Um, like you said, the Pounds, Ethos, Thirty Eight. You know, the whole you know uh, Rochester movement. You know, uh, Riggs and them. You know, what I'm saying, uh, there's a lot of us, man. There's a lot of us, and I came into this shit three years ago. I promise <clears> you. And I never made it like um, a competition with no one because I I repost everybody's shit. You know, they yeah. see that. But like I said, man, like I just got so much information that I feel like when you think about the top niggas, like, and I chop it up with the top niggas, I'm there. You know what I'm saying? And it would have never happened if Prodigy never told me to rap. You know what I'm saying? It would have never happened if I didn't have Chinks telling me, like, yo, you got to do it like this because you know Chinks had the, the radio sound. Yeah. He had he had mainstream music, and then I got Prodigy with the underground sound that you know we all grew up to, which is like you know the Mob Deeps and Wu Tangs and you know CNNs and MOPs, the Hoes, all of them. You know, so I'm basically that's the game I have. And if I started rapping like that's what I know, I don't know this shit that's out right now. So yeah, like, I, I found it. And I just basically, like like I said, I never made it a competition, but I just wanted to outwork everybody. Because in hustling, like, shit, I made a, I made a, a decent money off of hustling. So yeah. I looked at hustle. I, I made this rap shit like my hustle. And I just, like, looked at everybody singly. Like, I, I, I got love for all of them. But I need to be getting that bag right there. I need to be up like that. You know what I'm saying? Like... And I don't really care for the people that, you know, that really fuck with me and who don't. Like, I just care for the bag, bro. Mm. I care for the bag, man. And if you catch my message, I appreciate it. If you don't, fuck it. It's, it's all good. You, it, My message ain't for you. Go listen to fucking Future. Right. And and no disrespect to Future. Yeah. Because I listen to it, too. They can listen to both of no, y'all. Yeah. There's, no, yeah, there's no message sometimes with that. You know what I'm saying? With that, because a lot of my young homies follow that wave of, Listen in the future, and then I've seen a lot of homies that are no longer here because they listen to that shit. They right. follow, you know, taking pills and sipping lean, thinking it's a game. And I, I think majority of them fuckers don't even be doing that shit. It just sound cool. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Do you do you guide what your kids listen to at all? You keep um, them away from certain things? Nah, I actually I tell her go listen to Cardi B. <laughs> I, I tell her go listen to that shit. And basically look at, you know, look at what she become, 
which selling which selling her, you know, her herself basically. Yep. And a lot of people love her, but I need my daughter to know that that's the opposite. You need to be as a lady. That's what you don't want to do. That's not how you want to live. You know what I'm saying? Like whack shit and all of like. I just listened to that song and I was like, shit, like my daughter heard that. Mm. <laughs> Manny, you got a, you got a WAP update, Manny, with your daughter? Yeah. So my, my, daughter, my daughter's 13. <laughs> my, my daughter's 13. 13. My eldest, she's 13, and she's all over yeah. that song. And my wife, my wife was real like casual about letting my kids listen to whatever they want. And you know, to some we talk about it a lot on the podcast, but like to some degree, I'm like, that's probably the right move so they can discover and learn and kind of feel their own vibe. Yeah, but, but you gotta explain it. You gotta explain it too. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like the Mac the Mac sound and all that shit. Like it's very disrespectful when you're young. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But when you're an adult, you find it, you know, it's humorous, it's funny. It's, it's cool, entertainment right? when you're an adult. It's, it's, it's life when exactly. you're a kid. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? So you wanna explain it to them like, yo, this is what she's saying. No, that's you what I do. So what? like they don't like my 13-year-old doesn't even understand a lot of the words that she's using. So I'm I was like, yo, do you even know what WAP stands for? And she was like, no. I was like, go look it up. When she looked it up, she was like, oh. I was like, yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, I mean, you want them to hear that, though, because regardless of what, like, they're going to hear it anyway. So you want to approve it. And you also want to communicate, you know, to them about You want to talk to them. You want to break it down and let them know, like, this is what it is. But you really want to be an opposite. It's cool to listen to it because it is entertainment. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you, it, the, the, the feel of the music is, is a good feel. You know, music is good for the soul. So it's a good feel when you listen to good music, obviously. But you got to understand what it is. And when you're young, you know what I'm saying? Like, some parents are not there to explain that. And then yeah. that's when it becomes where, you know, the youth is fucked up, you know, at, at that age. You know, where the fathers are not there. The mothers are not really giving a fuck. They blowing bogeys all day and, you know, chilling in front of the building and shit like that mm. with flip-flops and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, we know what it is, you know what I'm saying? I'm from that. So I want my daughter to see that and I want her to basically hear that music because that's why our shit is almost a 1400 on SATs. That's crazy. That's yo, you gotta be super proud of that shit because that's like, yeah, that's dope. That's ill. Nah, I am, I am, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I have a relationship with my daughter, like, I'm a best friend. So, there's nothing to hide. My daughter still, you know, on shit, no boyfriends, none of that. Like, yo, dad, like, I'm just focused, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, yeah, because no boy is gonna take you serious anyway until they're about 30. You know what I'm saying? You might find one, you might get lucky, but no boy is gonna take you serious till you're about 30. So, really, just take yourself serious. To you feel it's that time, you know what I'm saying? But really, it's more about you than anything. So get yourself situated, get your career built on, and then you'll have time for all the fuckery. That's going to come. The fuckery are coming. If you want to live the fuckery, do it now and test it. And you're going to be mad. Yeah. Because everything everything you did for yourself to get where you at now is like one day could just be going away. One nigga will fuck you and then not even talk to you tomorrow. I, have you talked to your daughter, your eldest daughter, about heartbreak and like setting her up that that shit's coming? Oh yeah, that's why I told her don't take nobody serious. So yeah. like, I'm so glad that my daughter's like you know she has friends. You know what I'm saying? Now I don't know her business. I don't be in her phone or nothing. She has friends. She has boys that are friends, and she has girls that are friends. She has friends that she went to school with from public school and junior high that she still has contact with that I love. You know what I'm saying? And I know some of them. I know a lot of them, 
but I don't be all in her business, you know what I'm saying? But where she's at right now with it is like, I can tell my daughter's so focused that it's not about a boy or a girl. And I'm just super happy that it's more about herself, loving herself. And like I said, like, you know, um, soaking in earth. You know what I'm saying? That's soaking dope. in earth before anything, you know what I'm saying? Like everything is about sex and pleasures. That shit gonna come. That shit gonna come. No pun, you know no pun intended. Nope. That shit gonna come. <laughs> Look at that another one. Shooting, That's a bar, son. Shooting. That's a bar, bar for you. Right, man. <laughs> you might have to write a song after this, yo. <laughs> yeah, I said shooting that shit go <laughs> Yo, but look, nah, but real shit, like I tell her like that time, it's time for that. You know what I'm saying? Right now is the time for you to really execute your goals and your plans. And, you know, like, that's what parents need to push more on their kids, you know what I'm saying? Because you're not going to be here for forever. So try to set some bread, you know, aside for them because of shit. It wasn't no bread aside for you or, if, you know, that time ain't come yet. But, you know, if there wasn't no will for you or nothing coming in, man, shit, you had to grind for it. And like I said, I lost my mom's at 11 and my pops was a heroin addict. So it was me on my own with my sister, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to leave it like that for my children. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it it bugs me out that you have, in in a good way, you have a real clear, responsible, like, outlook on shit. Where where did that come from? If your parents wasn't the ones that necessarily gave to you for obvious reasons, you know. I I just think maybe fucking soaking in, watching all these fucking movies, bro. Watching movies and just having uncles and, you know. People that I, you know, uh, I consider unks that are not my unks, you know right. what I'm saying? And aunties that are not my aunties, like even even junkies that I sold to, God bless they soul, you know what I'm saying? But I didn't destroy their lives, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I just, I, I got my money and it was that, you know what I'm saying? But just being around custies and all that shit, just soaking in everything and learning what was right and wrong, you know what I'm saying? Right. Learning how to treat people, you know what I'm saying? Like shit, you could be a user all your life. You know what I'm saying? Or you can let people use you and you use them. You know what I'm saying? Some people don't like to get used, mm-hmm. but they want to use you. I was never that type. I always looked out for everybody. Like I take the shirt off my back, even for my junkies. My junkies, I hate to call them that, but that's what they are. Because they never going to get their shit straight. You know what I'm saying? But the ones that fucking held me down, I gave them numerous, you know, slides. Yeah, I just don't care about it. You know what I'm saying? Or, or fucking, if I'm eating, I break a meal. Like, if I see him in the street, you know what I'm saying? I'm chopping it up. And I see them, you know, I give them my food. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. Like, I, I'm i just a different breed, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I want to reverse the cycle on how, on how niggas and, and men should be. Because I am, I'm, I'm, I'm a nigga from the street. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I'm a man, I'm a man first, though. You know what I'm saying? I'm all of that. You know what I'm saying? So it's just certain people like that I fuck with, they carry themselves the same way. So that's why we jack loyalty of death shit. You know what I'm saying? Like loyalty of death is like, you're a lord. You're a lord. I call you a lord before I call you son or bro or my nigga. You know what I'm saying? I, I just jack the lord shit heavy and there's loyalty of death over everything. So the way to live is basically just be genuine and, you know what I'm saying, and loyal. And that's, that's the way I've been getting by my whole life. Yeah, we need more of that because it seems like we definitely know that's not the the cool way for people to operate, especially nowadays. You know what I'm saying? I tell people, I was thinking the other day, I was like, it's hardcore to be this way, to be the way that you're talking about. That's hardcore because it goes against the grain. Everybody wants to be like, nah, you know, I'm a slime ball. Yo, I'll fuck you. I'll fuck, this, 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 I'll fuck your girl, whatever, you know? 
Now, I, I applaud you for that, man. Like, keep that mentality. Yeah. And if you got a squad that you're making the better world one person at a time, you know? Yeah, man. Like, and that's that's basically how I do it, man. You know what I'm saying? All my brothers the same way. We don't, we don't, we don't fuck with niggas, girl. Like you said, we don't fuck with niggas, girls. We ain't on that type of time, man. Like, niggas got their families. Niggas already got, everybody already got their foundation set up. Right. So it's basically just everybody's hustling to survive. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I fuck with niggas that put their kids and their family first because that basically knows that, that that lets me know basically that you're a genuine person if you put your family first. If you don't put your if you don't take care of your family, you ain't gonna never see them niggas around me. Mm-hmm. I, I, you will never see them niggas around me. That's that's the biggest cool. like symbol of loyalty right there. Like if you got that yeah. locked down, then you can trust mm-hmm. them. Right. And yeah, I you can't hold your family down. Who do you, yeah. not gonna hold anyone else down? If your kids is <laughs> if the kids is second in that person's life, what the fuck you think you is in right. that person's not, life? Yeah, not nah, and you know what's crazy, and that's just basically how I got on. Like you know, me and P, but you know, I was loyal to P. You didn't hear too much about P getting involved with no problems. You know what I'm saying? When I was around Prodigy, you know what I'm saying? And his book may have fucking destroyed a lot of relationships with people. You know what right. I'm saying? And he told too much of the truth and said people's names. So, yeah, P fucked up with that book. You know what I'm saying? But P, on the other hand, was a great person. He was a great person. You know what I'm saying? And had situations happen in the past that I, I had nothing to do with when he was mob deep and all that shit was going on. It was like, but the prodigy I got it was a different person. So I would I would hold down that person, you know what I'm saying? And me and P, like I got so much information off of P, and it taught me so much just as a person. How you supposed to be in life? Because I wasn't with the prodigy from like the you know the, the startup of Marv Deep and the takeoff of Marv Deep. I was with the grown prodigy that had kids and was like trying to figure his way back from prison and creating bags again. Because you know he 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 went through some shit with like his managers and you know how the mob right. shit goes like when you're young and you just getting bread like they was on that type of time and they got fucked over on a lot of shit where yeah, I think Prodigy should have been rich. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Listen, I met I met I met Prodigy in those days of the Mob Deep days, early days on some mixtape shit, and, and he he was a, he was a cool dude. He was a stand up dude at least you know in those interactions. So I could say he at least back then even you know he was pretty stand up. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, I'm not, no, nah, I'm pretty sure he was, but I'm just saying, like, it was just the crowd he was around and, like, the choices you make. As, as yeah, you being out. young and dumb and, you know, liquor and all the shit that was going on. Yeah, for sure. That's what I'm saying. And that's where I put myself into a position where I put myself in his shoes in life. And I figure out, like, now in my life, I can't do certain, you know, things. So that's what I'm saying. Like, who I am as a person, I just soak in a lot of vibes from different things. And look at it from their point of view on how they should have maneuvered, because that decision is going like it's, it's going to be a time for that where I got to make that decision too, in life. You know what I'm saying with certain things. I just don't want to put myself around so much shit. So that's why, like right now, like there's only select a few people I hang with. You know what I'm saying, and I'm cool with a lot of people, but I don't hang with motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying, like it's all love, but I can't let you soak in my vibe if you're not on the same type of time. Right. That's why I try to tell my son. I mean, he's <laughs> young, but I try to tell him like, you don't worry about having a lot of friends. Like, you know, know know who the the close people. You know, you only need a couple yeah, people. Quality over with. quantity. Yeah, exactly. The ones that are around you, that's the ones that's important. Yeah, and learn you and learn you first. You know what I'm saying? Soak in the earth. Learn you first. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of shit that I don't like. I don't tap into because it's too deep. 
like with Prodigy was like, he was too deep with his shit. And it kind of fucked me up because I know so much, but I don't care for it because that type of shit can fuck your brain up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But, mm. you know, you do your history and learn what you're supposed to learn, but you get, your, you know, get different looks on it and, and different answers from, you know, different OGs around you too, because everything you learn from school ain't what is what is supposed to be taught. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that shit is a lie too. It just teaches you how to survive it. Like my daughter right now, like say for instance, if she don't do what she got to do in college, she'll just be one person in the world paying bills and, you know, struggling and holding it down. Mm-hmm. It's a fact. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so sure. you gotta get you you gotta get your information from other outlets and also get you know get the school shit too, but find a way to generate a bag. And my daughter basically when I'm gone, she will own Lloyd to your death. Which, you know, like I said, man, like I got I got some shit in plans. I don't I don't I don't wanna talk about it too much, pardon me. I don't want to talk. I thought about you were going to show us what you had planned. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Here's I a got, picture got, of that you know, shit. Nah, nah, the numbers, the numbers right now with, you know, from what loyalty of death came from, like, shit, I could fuck around and be a millionaire soon. And I, and I hate to even talk about it because motherfuckers might want to take me out. I'm telling, <laughs> you, now, I'm, be d- I'm telling you now, from $2,000, your boy's going to be a millionaire. Dope. Well, yo, um, how do people check for what you got coming up? And make sure that they fucking with the loyalty over death uh, vibe. Uh, yeah, lo- yeah, lo- loyalty of death, loyalty of death. Or um, death yeah. Basically, is I have my website. You know what I'm saying? Um, and you can just find me on Instagram. That's all I rock with. And I started this shit off the gram. My my, my cousin thugging and bugging. You know that there's like base, best friends with chinks. He created my Instagram. He like yo, you gotta get loopy, bro. Like. And when he created my shit years ago, I didn't know what the fuck Instagram and Facebook, all that shit was. I don't really tap into social media, but like basically for him having create that shit and me learning and shit and, and then making it a business as, you know what I'm saying, off of my gram, like, you know what I'm saying? It'd be some pictures on there, but I don't give a fuck about likes. I care about money. So tap in and buy this rap, you know what I'm saying? Go mm-hmm. buy my fucking projects. All my projects are on every platform. You search Free Lord, it's going to pop up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm on my 18th project. You know what I'm saying? Um, That's crazy. Yeah, I start. I started. It makes started, me tired thinking about. It. Yo, for real. Nah, look, look. 2017. You know when Prodigy passed, I put my first project out. Um, it was called Lord Talk. It was produced by God Bless, a homie from Chicago that I met on Instagram. Never met in person until like 2018. Mm. So he's he's sending me beats. I put the project out with Prodigy. You know, basically on it, and he was like, uh like almost like executive produced it kind of and then he passed away i released the project and i kind of got discouraged i wasn't sure if i let me load this fucking tv down uh, the basketball game was on that's fucking commercials part of me um yeah uh motherfucking uh when when pete passed like i was like it kind of got discouraged and i wasn't sure if i wanted to do the rap shit but you know his passing was like i had to continue to tell my story and push his legacy because right. I rap because of Prodigy, you know what I'm saying? So um, I dropped a project uh, called RNOE. So it was two projects in 2017. And both of them, like, they did okay, but nobody knew me. And it was like, shit, should I do this or should I just keep fucking selling drugs and clicking? And, <laughs> you know, I, I I really invested in myself. I went on tour with Griselda and all this shit. And I went broke. So right after tour, I went back to selling drugs. Right off of a tour where people think it's fucking going to be great. I went off a tour, went back to the block. 
selling drugs and still going to the studio constantly and staying focused and not losing the drive because I got Conway in my ear like, flee, you fire, bro. Like, nigga, push that shit, bro. Like, take that shit serious, man. Like, stop fucking around. Leave the streets alone. Like, I had to learn the hard way. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you fire, bro. So now I got Conway in my ear. Now I have Prodigy. He's gone. And Conway really, like, me and him chopping it up, chopping it up. So now I go and put out uh, a project with Sir Edit Block, which I found out later on, you know what I'm saying? Like he was getting high on drugs and shit like that and fucking around, like no disrespect to that man. I hope he does better with his life, but I had to stop fucking with him because he was doing heavy drugs, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But he had the the talent. The nigga made some ill beats. We put out a project and the shit did okay, but being that that project came out and me and him had a falling out you know what I'm saying? And and I held this motherfucker down. Like, I gave him more money than I gave anybody that I did any project with. I never paid for no features, no nothing ever in my life. I never gave no artists I worked on any, any of these projects or any of these songs that I worked with, 18 projects. I never gave a motherfucker a dollar. Whoever name you see on my shit. Hmm. So I gave that motherfucker, which is a producer, that I felt like he came to me with sob stories. You know what I'm saying? And bringing, you know, problems from home into the studio and Basically, I held him down. And like I said, I, I gave this nigga bread. And, you know, I found out later he was getting high on heavy drugs. And I was just like, you know what? I got to do a project that's going to outshine everything I've done. And then I came up with Lord Talk 2. You know, same dude, same producer that did Lord Talk 1 with Prodigy on it. He did Lord Talk 2. And then I came up with the plan. I had Wes on it. I had Khan on it. I had Mayhem. I had Terminology. I had Crime Apple. And one of my homies from my hood, I was pushing named Scott Kane. And Scott came me and him recently had a falling out on music time because niggas ain't on the same type of wave as me and not hungry as me. So I stopped fucking with him, but there's no beef with me and Scotty, but I love a nigga. That's my man, but I just can't do no business with niggas. I close the door. So Lord Talk 2 opened up the door for everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it had so many artists. So Shade 4 or 5 start playing my shit crazy and my fan base start getting bigger. And then Griselda offered me to go on another tour. I went on that tour again on my own dollar. This time they gave me a set. I was rocking my set, getting busy, you know what I'm saying? And my fan base grew more. This tour right here, I didn't come back selling drugs, even though, like, I would say I, I sold a weed and shit like that. It wasn't no more coke because I was like, I'm trying to leave that alone. So I was still on the street on some bud shit. But it, it went up another level after Lord Talk 2. And then, so now I did, 2017 was two projects, 2018 was Lord Talk 2, and um, I went out. That was another two projects. So basically now that's four projects in two years. So in 2019, I said to myself, like, I see how the reception came off of Lord Talk 2. I'm like, I got to do a couple more projects, and I got to tap in for 2019. So I did six projects in 2019, which was dope projects, you know what I'm saying? Like, had different artists. And I, I I don't I wasn't I'm not sure if I did like solos or just with like certain producers, but I, I mixed it up and I and I dropped like six projects. I did a project with somebody from Cali named Funk P, um, Paru homie. And uh that shit with Funk P did really good where my fan base in Cali is fucking nuts. You know what I'm saying? I got Cali love like a motherfucker. So that project that it went crazy. And then um Towards the, the ending of 2019, I dropped Dirty Restaurant with Graf. And that Graf, project, homie. yeah, Graf, yeah, Graf get busy, you know what I'm saying? Like, shit, like when it comes, like I said, when it comes to underground, there's so many of us. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? I met Graf through Chinks, God bless his soul, and then me and Graf stayed cool, but, you know, Graf saw me on my up and coming, and then, you know, when it was time, like, he seen Flea on shit, he like, yo, yo, we need to work, bro. You know what I'm saying? It went from Flea just being around and being a a, a muscle, because I was more of a, you know, a genuine brother, but when we moved around, I moved as a muscle. I clapped something for my niggas, you know what I'm saying? Because I got to make sure they safe. So that's the type of time I was moving on, you know what I'm saying? So Graf saw me on that type of time when I was moving with certain people. And then it became like, yo, shit, yo, Flea, we got to work. And then we did Dirty Restaurant, and I broke a bag with Graf, and Graf, I taught him some shit. Like, he would tell everybody, like, on, you know, what I told y'all, the five blueprints on it, you know what I'm saying? The streams, the merch, you know, the cassettes, the CDs, and the vinyls. You know what I'm saying? You do limited, you know, on certain things of that. You're going to make a bag, and then your streams, you're going to always get money on your shit every month. So I taught Graf that, you know what I'm saying? And then after that, like, I sat the, I sat the whole ending of December of 2019 in January. I was trying to, like, figure out, should I just drop a project every month from there on, from February on? And then I was like, shit, you know what? I, I, I said to the same to myself, what homie said is basically, like, it can't get watered down. But then I said, like, man, fuck watered down. Like, nigga, I'm somebody. Like, for real, my life is different. Like, I'm blessed to be here, and I'm going to stay out the way to continue to be here and tell and pass on my message. So I'm like, I just need good beats. You know what I'm saying? So then um, came February, I worked with this dude named Me Fucks. And me and Me Fucks, you know, he, he gave me, like, seven beats or some shit like that. I got Conway on one, and I dropped it in February. And by February, I had like mad other songs done already with different people. So I just started hitting them up crazy. Like, yo, you know what? Keep sending me beats. Keep sending me beats. And I'm running through them like, nah, they ain't it. They ain't it. They ain't it. And then when it do hit, I'll tuck his ass. I'll tuck his ass. I'll tuck his ass. And then I, I really had about like seven to 10 with fucking Buck Wow, seven to 10 with, with 38 Special, seven to 10 with uh, Pete Rock. So now... I had all these, I did like uh, eight songs with Chase Fetty, an artist from Jersey that's actually doing really good for himself that I, I saw he was taking music serious and he was willing to break a bag. So everybody I worked with, DJ Shea, God bless his soul, broke my heart, he just passed. We put out Lucky 13. I was able to put a project out with somebody from Buffalo that actually pushed Griselda to get where Griselda is at. If it wasn't for him, they'll tell you like it, they wouldn't be them if it wasn't for DJ Shea. So I, I did a project with DJ Shea. I broke a bag with Shea, you know what I'm saying? God bless his soul. I gave yeah, him three raccoons. Yeah, I gave him three raccoons. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is Flea Lord. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I sold a couple CDs for us. Look, boom. I put up the bread to get the CDs. I got us the bag. I put my bag back. I told him I'm going to reimburse myself. When it's done, you can see the numbers on the website, what we're doing. You know what I'm saying? And I kept it funky with OG. And OG was like, yo, man, you ain't got to show me none of that, man. We broke bread though. I gave him three raccoons and I and I got us a vinyl deal. And I broke another thousand, gave him four bands. You know what I'm saying? And I'm still going to send out $500 every month to his family for the streams. You know what I'm saying? But I did all these projects in one year. And now I'm like, shit, you know, with the two in 2017, two in 2018, six in motherfucking 2019, that's 10 projects right there. And now I'm doing 12. I'm going to be on 22 this year. And Ooh. when motherfucker, when a motherfucker go tap in the Flea Lord and they be like, who the fuck is this Flea? And you go listen to the projects. You're going to be like, catalog is crazy. Crazy. The catalog is crazy. And then not only that, whether you like me or not, 
I made my 30 raccoons on most of these projects from not making a dollar on Law Talk 1, from not making a dollar on RNOE, from not making a dollar on I went out to making $7,000 on Law Talk 2, and then so on and so on and so on, and the motherfuckers became where it was a job. Like, now nah, I got to drop a project. I got to make this 15000 real quick because I'm not going to make $15,000 selling coke and selling weed. Right. You know how much weed I smoke? I smoke about fucking three, four thousand a month. <laughs> like for real. Like this shit is just out of hand. But that's where I get my that's where I get my motherfucking creative thoughts from. Right, I gotta right. be smoking gas. I got gas all over this motherfucker right here. Like if I could turn you know, I could turn this motherfucker around. How you turn this bitch around? Here we go. There we go. Look, I got I got a little gas right here. This be my vibe, man. Look. I got my inhaler because you know I got asthma. I got my weed right here. I got I got, I got my bag of weed in here. I got I got some gas right here. I was just rolling his ass there. And I got my good vibes. Look, this is my vibe right here, man. I be right here in front of my fish. You know what I'm saying? Oh, shit, that's oh, that's yeah, I got some cool little, you know, this is my vibe right here. My fish, my weed, and then you know, like I said, I'm taking care of my orders. Look, you see yeah. all my shit right here. I'm getting to my bag, man. That's Every dope. joint, fifty dollars, seventy-five dollars. I'm selling all of this. All of this is going. All of this, all of this, all orders right here. Wow. Look, I'm, I'm prepping my orders up right nice. here. Nice. So, you know what I'm saying? I was just in the motherfucking change yard, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like selling, selling coke, and then I stopped selling coke. Went to the change yard, like damn, down to my last because I didn't want to sell no more coke no more because I had to stick to the plan, and I didn't give up at it. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I didn't make no money those first three projects. That shit was all my money. So as I'm selling drugs and I'm investing myself, my, my I'm paying these these uh engineers, the studio time, all this shit, paying for beats and all that. Now it's like, man, I ain't gotta pay a motherfucker for a beat. You know how much people trying to send me beats and I just be like, I don't I don't need it. Like I'm working right. with fucking havoc. I'm working with Harry Fraud. But don't get me wrong, I still work with some of these art, like some of these producers. Like I give them a shot, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't never discredit them and I don't take nothing away from them. The be hit, I'm a fuck with you, you know what I'm saying? Because who am I? You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm nobody. Hmm. Just because I'm getting a couple dollars, that's that don't mean shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I come from nothing. So who am I to take your shine away and take your shot away? Ain't nobody take my shot away. I got my shot. You know what I'm saying? I had people give me opportunities, trade the truth, rock Marcy, you know what I'm saying? Like evidence, alchemists, like all these people. Like I, I slept in Alchemist's crib, like, you know what I'm saying? Like so it's like basically like the way that I am. This is why people fuck with me because I'm on genuine time and they see I'm on real nigga time. I'll never disrespect you. I'll never steal from you. None of that shit. If we do business, I'll never fuck you over. I'm going to make sure you probably get more money than me so you can never talk shit because I know I got another way to get more money. I don't know if you got another way to get more money, but I know what I'm doing. If we did business, I don't know what you're doing moving forward. But if business ain't going right and you say, well, shit, I, I feel it. Oh, you feel that way? Here, take this extra shit. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'ma still go get more money, nigga. But my shit ain't stopping. My machine ain't going. Like it's gonna keep rolling. Ain't going nowhere. Like I don't know what you're doing. So whoever I do business with, majority of the time, everything's been good except for a select a few people where I had to like really get them, you know, get them away from me before I took it there and shot them in the foot on my Tory Lane shit. Like <laughs> not, they, yeah, not not that what he did is cool because he shot a lady in the foot. I ain't shooting a lady. In the right. Foot. I blow, I blow a motherfucker foot off though. You playing around? I won't kill you. You'll be limping home and thinking about what you did to me. You know what I'm saying? 
and then I'll be laying low for a minute because they don't want to kill me. <laughs> but I, I, I'll probably pay you five raccoons. Like, here, take this 5000 Fix your foot. Don't snitch on me. Yeah, don't snitch on me. You know, don't snitch on me. You know, but yeah, man, like, that, um, that's the type of vibe I used to be on. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Flea, man. Yo, this this is a lot of fun, bro. But I, my wife is looking at me nuts right now. So I'm going to have to call it a day. Nah, yeah. man, I appreciate y'all, man. Thank you, bro. Appreciate nah, y'all. Nah, nah. You're welcome anytime. I hope people could get a, you know, could get a more feeling of who Flea Lord is, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm more stand firm than anything. Like, I don't care about rap. You know what I'm saying? I could just rap. I care about passing on the message. You know what I'm saying? And creating a bag to, you know, feed my family and take care of my brothers, man. Yeah, so, no, yeah, keep man, that clear mind, got, man. Keep keep that no clear headed on your on yourself, man, for sure. Appreciate y'all, man. Y'all brothers stay safe, man, and mm-hmm. uh stay blessed. And Peace. uh I'll talk to y'all soon. For sure, yeah, bro. man. Check in it, again. Man. Peace. 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 Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to the child.